Hey, did you hear about uh, those two guys? They got that podcast, uh, Juice Sample and Clever Wes. Yeah, them, them fat fucks from Ohio. Yeah, they're they're pretty fat. Uh, What's the name of their podcast again? I think it's like the mo- 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 motherfucking Sample Hour. Welcome to another episode of the Sample Hour. I'm joined today by a very, uh, I don't know, good companion of mine that I've met through here in Westerville, Ohio, talking over plenty of beers. Absolutely. Uh, he's a stand-up comedy. You, let's see, you've done stand-up comedy. Uh, you've done a lot of voice acting um, for uh, BBC shows. Have you? What all have? You, what all voice acting have you done? Um, I um, I did a few um, TV commercials in England, and uh, I did a few voiceovers here. Um, I um, I was a salad on one occasion. <laughs> I played a salad for um, a Rax restaurant uh, a, a training film, um, and I'm told um, that my radish uh, could have won some kind of <laughs> best radish award. Um, and... Um, yeah, I've been kind of around show business, really, a little bit in a very small way since I was a kid. And um, I started off in England um, many years ago doing uh, stand-up comedy. And um, <clears throat> the first well-paid gig I got, which was five pounds, which was eight bucks in those days, um, was to uh, be the opening act for a lady called Shirley Bassey. Um, and uh, you're far too young uh, to remember her, but she was that um, marvelous diva that sang uh, um, in all of those Bond films, um, Diamonds Are Forever, okay. Goldfinger. Yeah. yeah, she was great. Um, and, she did stand-up uh, comedy, or no, 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 no. Oh no, she was a she, and still is, dear old Dame Shirley Bassey. She still uh, still sings. Uh, so it was like a comedy act before. Yeah, I was uh, I was hired for uh, eight dollars to be her uh, opening act at the Batley Varieties in nineteen sixty. Oh Lord, nineteen sixty-eight. I think that's crazy. I know it was brilliant. I loved it, and and, and you know from then I kind of got into doing a little bit of stand-up. Um, and uh, kind of been doing it ever since, sort of 45 years now. 45 years of stand-up comedy. 45 years. That's a long time. Um, so 
Your name is Keith Collins because I don't even think we got to say your name. Really yet. doesn't matter. I'll answer <laughs> to anything. It doesn't matter. But you can. Uh, Keith's been known to be here in the Funny Bone. You tour all. Over, you tour all over the U.S. Um, I, I've kind of retired from that. Yeah, I, I, I toured an awful lot over here, and um, for a while I was uh, my dear friend Ron White's opening act. So um, when Ron was doing his um, drunken public tour. <laughs> Um, I was drunk in private with him uh, <laughs> quite a lot. So, yeah, we, 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 we did some pretty big venues. Um, the Fox Theatre in Atlanta, which is a sort of 5,000-seater. Um, the Orpheum in Boston. Uh, even the dear old Palace Theatre down here. Um, and so Ron had been a good friend of mine for years. Um, and eventually uh, he was coming to Columbus. He said, do you want to open for me? I said, oh, all right. Um, and, 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 and I did a lot of shows with him after that. That's awesome. It was fun. I wrote for him for a while. He had a writing team of uh, uh, drunks and uh, stand-up comics, and um, uh, he's still a good chum. I don't see him as much as I used to because he's he's rich. Yeah, um, <laughs> he's pretty big. It took him a while too. To uh, I think it was interesting because I remember Billingville, uh, Larry the Cable Guy, and Jeff Fox were they were yeah. like they. They saw the potential right away, absolutely. and Ron was kind of like, "Ah, fuck that! I'm not going to oh, do absolutely. that." And, and and he would be the first to admit that that, that the blue collar absolutely made him. Um, yeah, he did uh, just ten minutes on that first show, um, and my good friend C.B. Harding uh, directed that. Um, and and uh, he, he's uh, C.B.'s a, a dear old chum from Hollywood, and. Um, uh, he got into that blue collar group and sort of made movies for Larry the Cable Guy um, and something called um, Delta Farce. Um, Delta and then, I know. And then something with uh, Bill Engvall called Bait Shop. Um, yeah. And a pilot for Ron called The Ron White Show. And um, uh, so he's a really good guy. Um, he did the first ever um, reality television show. Um, there was a network show which was called Making the Band. Um, with, and then uh, with Puff Daddy, I don't know. I, I, I don't understand uh, cobras and things that will bite you or hiss at you. Um, and uh, he just made a movie called Complicity, which just won the um, uh, the best screenplay. He wrote the screenplay and best cinematography at the Boston Film Festival. So, That's awesome. Uh, he's a good chum. Um, That's awesome. And oh, he also did the Osbournes. Um, really? Yeah, he actually lived with the Osbournes for several months. Um, <laughs> Uh, and uh, he had nothing but good to say about them all. Um, he thinks Sharon's really smart and uh, just uh, Ozzy. The world just passes him by. You know? Ozzy, Ozzy, I feel like you know, however, I, however the fuck he talks. But yeah, I, th I think part of it is like uh, it really is lots and lots of drug use over the years. I don't catching know. Up. I've I've never met him. Uh, yeah, I don't either. But I think also too is it's like he's a performer. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And like it's like. Uh, you know, it's 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 just like Larry the Cable Guy isn't really Larry the Cable Guy, but he's no. a performer, so he's oh, going to constantly. Yeah, I mean, that last thing I think I, I think I checked like Larry the Cable Guy. Like you can look it up on the internet. He's worth like some like fifty million dollars. Oh yeah, uh, his real name crazy. is Dean Whitney. Yeah, and, uh, um, terrible ping pong player. Um, <laughs> I once played. This guy, this is name dropping. I once played <laughs> ping pong with Larry the Cable Guy, um, Ron White, and Tom Petty. And, really? Yeah. And so, you know, when we were serving, someone would throw, throw the ball up and very rarely hit it, you know, but it was just fun. Um, 
Yeah, uh, uh, Larry's a really sweet guy. He's a very he's entirely different than that. Oh yeah, that character. He yeah, made. it's just a character. Yeah, he started off doing um, a lot of open mics in um, Austin, Texas, um, and um, uh, n- now he, he's had a meteoric career. Yeah, um, getting into all kinds of. He things. has his own potato chips now. They are absolutely. I heard they're good. Not very good. Isn't really? Very good? I don't know. I heard they're delicious. No. The cheeseburger potato oh, chips. Lord, I heard they're yeah. good. Over that time of night, you'll eat anything. Uh, <laughs> Depends e- on how many beers you've even, had. Of you. Even even a Dutch woman, but um, <laughs> they. Um, yeah, so, so I mean, I, th- they were people more recently I worked with, but um, it, it, one thing about stand-up comedy, it's actually quite a small world, and um, I, I got to spend time and, and, and hang with uh, you know, some pretty decent guys. I'm name-dropping shamelessly now, but uh, uh, Eddie Izzard, I think, was one of the best comics Eddie I've Izzard. ever seen. Um, I worked with Dave Chappelle a whole bunch, yeah. um, and uh, uh, he, uh, Jim Carrey, when he was a kid, uh, up in Canada, he... Um, Drove around, slept in the back of a van when he was sort of 17. Yeah. Uh, and just did uh, singing impressions. Um, but he was clearly massively talented. Yeah. He's uh, uh... Sooner or later, he'll be funny in a film or something. <laughs> but, uh, he, uh, yeah, he was a de- absolutely delightful guy. Just charming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was... Uh, did you see, like, once a year, they... It's always like these memes on the internet that somebody – like they pretend like somebody was killed in a ski accident. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year is Jim Carrey. This year is Eddie Murphy. Yeah. I don't know why I thought of that, Keith. That's like the random Drew thoughts. Well, there we are. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad you have them. But um, <laughs> no, Chappelle's kind of an old chum from way back because he lives in Ohio. And, yeah, he lives um, in um, uh, Yellow Springs. Springs. Yeah. Absolutely. I've got the address and phone number. We should well, go around there. Yeah. yeah let's, let's go. Let's, let's put it out on oh, the internet. No, 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 no. Let's not do that. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Um, my son, Jack, who is just graduating in the next couple of weeks from school in England, uh, he was a little bit of a stand-up when he was a kid. And uh, he won this stand-up competition. And one of the prizes was uh, a week's work at the Funny Bone here, but also a week's work in what was then Go Bananas down in uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, I think it still is Go Bananas, and isn't it? I, I've not been back there. Um, I, there's still a warrant, something involving a sheep. Um, you see, I, you know, there I was with the sheep, uh, and there was the state trooper, and um, he said, there's the phone. It's probably... Yeah. <laughs> Well, For hey, anybody that's no, listening. No, it's Chappelle's. It's Chappelle. Don't, don't get out my phone number, you bastard. Anybody uh, that, well, for anybody that's listening, I came out to Keith. Actually, I've been telling Keith since I first started the podcast. I'm like, yeah. hey, I'm starting a podcast. Eventually, I want to have you on it. But I'm actually at Keith's uh, antique shop here. There we are. And yeah. uh, we're just we're just chilling. It's not talking. really an antique shop. That's just the way I look. Um, <laughs> so back so, to the yeah, sheep. No, so anyway, this is cool. So Jack um, got to work uh, a week, and we had no idea who was on. So um, he was eight, I think. And so we went down. It was Chappelle. So he got to host Dave Chappelle for That's a week. That's awesome. And that little kid was really funny. Um, and he stumbled onto stage, and his first line was, um, I've just been in the green room with Mr. Chappelle. Uh, those dare program people are full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so he did, yeah, he did all right. He did a few little little kid did a few movies, and uh, you know, did a bit of stand up. Your son has, too? yeah. I don't want to do that anymore. And uh, now he's a quarterback. He's uh, a quarterback, yeah. In uh, in Great Britain, yeah. 
So they have they have like American football. You know what in Great they do? Uh, American football is kind of just catching up uh, to the rest of the world in the United Kingdom. There are about sixty-five teams that play in the British Universities League. Huh. I know uh, they have like a ten-year plan to expand out to London. Yeah, like that's part of the ten-year plan is to get a team in London in the next yeah. ten years. This is, I mean, this is college football, and it's just become an official UK college sport. That huh. means that um, sponsorship. Uh, is probably going to go out the window. Yeah. And now um, the universities themselves are going to um, um, uh, support uh, the teams. Uh, That's interesting. Yeah. We were I, just over there last week filming it. Oh, two weeks ago filming a documentary there. That's right. Was. Yeah. So right now you have a film company. I do. And yeah. uh, that's actually what you were doing when I came I in here. I was doing some slavish editing. <laughs> you look that's like you're real, having a lot of fun. <laughs> that is – I cannot describe how – Awful it is just to transcribe interviews. Um, I've got 130 hours of film and everything anyone says I've got to write down. Uh, just awful. So what have you – who have you mainly been interviewing? Is it just like – Well, no. This was this was in England and it was coaches, players, men in the street. Oh, awesome. Um, and uh, I had a good crew. I had a, a nice 10-person uh, crew. Um, I think between them they've got eight or nine Emmys. Uh, these, these, these were as good as I can – I sold a kidney um, to make <laughs> – that's why I keep my kids around, just in case you know the other one packs up. But uh, uh, the liver, I, they've had it um, on my uh, on my donor card. I've I've crossed out liver and written not recommended. <laughs> I, I put um, um, appendix in in uh, instead, just in case someone's stupid enough to want a, an appendix. Um. Sorry, my riot is texting me, Keith. Who's that? Jared, the guy I'm always with at Jimmy V's. Oh, okay. The yeah, cross-dresser, yeah. Yeah, the cross-dresser. He's like, where am I picking you up? And I'm like, I'm ah, s- still well, recording. Done it fifth and high like always. <laughs> like everybody else does. <laughs> uh, there you go. Yeah, give me – sorry about that. No, no, I, 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 you know, I'm used to rudeness, but um. – <laughs> <laughs> No, it doesn't matter at all. I came, I came in here and I had no, two bags. You have got stuff to do. As Well, no, it's not that. It's uh, I don't have a – like I still don't have my license from that DUI that I oh, had because really? uh-huh. I just haven't had money to uh, to get it back, and uh-huh. uh, so I had uh, had my girlfriend drop me off here, huh. and then Jared's gonna pick me up, okay. and he's like, so I said, yeah, I'll probably be there, but then I. Took me a while to find this place. I know. Yeah. I mean, how it's really hard. It's right downtown, uptown Westerville. You know. Yeah. But if people want to come in or buy antiques, you know, yeah, just say uh, don't go to Orlando because you'll never find Disney World if you can't find it. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> yeah, well, I was on the other side of the street, and I was just I kept walking around. Um, but uh, anyways, yeah. So you're filming. So what's your documentary going to well, be? Well, it's still a little bit of secret, really. Uh, okay, so we won't. I, I know, I've, it's it's registered with the screenwriters and all that kind of thing. But but some good news about it. Um, I've got an absolutely great um, editor. Um, and it's a guy called Gib Jaffe, um, who has um, 40 or so movies to his credit as editor, including uh, Rambo, First Blood, and Batman Forever, and a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and we've been talking most days, and he's excited about the project. But what That's I'm good. doing is trying to cut through the, the expense by doing a lot of this shit myself. Yeah, It's very expensive to have a, you know, a Hollywood um, Film, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. It seems like it would be. What? Uh, so, what made you want to go from, um, like, what made you want to make documentaries? Now, well, I, I, I've tried a few little TV pilots, uh, most of which have 
fallen stillborn on the cutting room floor. Um, but I did, a, I did a History Channel series uh, that was shot here in Columbus, um, and it was called Surviving History. And they still show it. it apparently it was on the other day. Um, That's awesome. I was in this store, and this kid with his mother said, look, it's that torture guy. <laughs> so I went and hid in the... Uh, the cat litter. That's a lot of fun uh, in stores. <laughs> in the cat litter? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. If you want fun, um, get to the checkout and you say, I wonder, is there a quiet aisle? I, I want to test this cat litter for absorbency. And people are like, what? <laughs> Have you ever – once I, I came back from – years ago, my kids were tiny then, and um, I, I came back from the store and you know, in the van, there were four kids. Um, and so they played out in the backyard and I cooked them something to eat and it was getting dark. And um, I said, uh, isn't it about time your friend went home? And they said, not our friend. I said, what? Apparently we'd taken home a kid from Crocus. <laughs> I know. Been with us all afternoon. <laughs> Yeah. Great, great little kid. Um, Wait, how did you take it? I will because I here. thought it was with my kids, and each of my kids thought it was a friend of one of their kids. So we took the kid home. Um, um, aisle four, we eventually <laughs> called him little Korean so, boy. So um, you kidnapped a Korean? Well, child. I know, but I've, I kept him because he does the math homework. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a gag. He, he does. He's, he's shit at math. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's good at making cars, though. Um, apparently, I've never had. Uh, one of those cars. So you lost your license, you poor bastard. I did, yeah. I got the uh, huh. I got the DUI back in last – it was actually last July. And then two months later, I ended up not having a job. Huh. Then I uh, I cashed out the 401k. I went to Morocco. I know. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a sad, sad tale. And I, well, no, then I started this podcast. Well, that's I, uh, all right. Well, that's obviously bringing in money if you're still waiting for a ride. Absolutely. Uh, well, no, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, I guess maybe in the future. It's cool because I've been able to talk to like. It's great fun, isn't it? I, yeah, it's a lot of fun I've just talking a to people. a lot of radio. Um, I had a show up in Canada years ago, early 80s, uh, called Not the World Service of the BBC, in which I'd pretend to be the BBC and, and um, you know, be. Um, and you prank off people? And this is the world service of the BBC. Today in London, and then, you know, in a, what was kind of a BBC-ish, I just talk shit for hours. It was great. Um, and, um, and uh, oh, I got to host um, when, when Daddy Wags was a little bit ill. Um, Jerry Elliott's a chum of mine, and uh, I got to guest host uh, Wags and Elliott a little bit, but... Um, yeah, um, they're, they're friends of mine. I'm uh, now Arch and um, and uh, Jerry do it, but uh, I'm I'm a guest on this show far too much. Um, but it's tremendous fun. I love live radio. I think it's great. Yeah, I um, live radio. It's it's kind of it's it's like a. I feel like it's kind of a. It's I don't want to say a dying art, but it kind of is. Like there's not a lot. I think it's just because there's so many other options to listen to now. I agree. I think, I mean, talk radio is, is disappearing. Yeah, um, and it's coming more on the internet, like forums like this. Absolutely, yeah. And, and absolutely. it's, unfortunately, there there isn't a lot of great ways to make money with it yet. You can get sponsors and stuff, but I, I think I like having it free. It's, yeah. It's helped me. A little bit like sex, really. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Although you look like you probably have to. Pay for it now and again. Uh, <laughs> no, not at all. You're a only, damn good-looking man. Only in Europe. Oh, yeah. It's legal. Oh, yeah. In Prague. Yeah, there is a hooker in Westerville, apparently. Is uh, there? She's still a virgin, but... Um, <laughs> see, you can mess up. I was... Uh, first week I was in the United States, I was at this gas station, uh, and this very 
large lady comes, and I don't know yeah. the area. She said, I wonder if you can help me. I said, Madam, if I can, I would be delighted. She said, huge, massive creature. She said, how do I get to 315? I said, have you, have you tried Atkins? <laughs> <laughs> it's on the Christmas album. Um, but what? driving, I mean, I get pulled over all the time. I got pulled over and the officer said, you're doing 140 miles an hour. I said, well, sir... Uh, there's a sign back there that reads 35 ahead and there were four of us in the car. <laughs> he said, if I searched your car, would I find any drugs? I said, no, I've been looking since I bought the fuck of it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, uh, what, so what originally brought you to the United States? Like what brought you to the U.S.? Like, well, I, uh, believe it or not, I came here originally to, uh, to teach at Ohio State. Really? Yeah. Were you, were you, what were you going to, were you going to teach? Coloring. Like, uh, underlining. Um, no, I taught, believe it or not, um, in education policy and leadership. I taught uh, ethics, uh, philosophy of education, and history of American education. That's which awesome. Which is terribly brief, of course. The, so the textbook was only two pages, but. Um, How old were you when you started stand up? Uh, 17. 17? And yeah. then did you, were you doing stand up? So you went to. So you went to uh, University. Yeah, I went to school in England. Yeah, um, in England you can go straight out of high school into law school. So um, I really? did that. Yeah, um, and then and then um, I was a very poor lawyer for a while. Hated it. And um, but there's a difference between like a lawyer and a barrister. Yeah. Like, we, what's what's like the difference? The difference. Well, a solicitor um, and uh, a a barrister. There, there are different uh, professional rules. Um, barristers are more advocates rather than the everyday contractual stuff um so and there are only certain courts that solicitors have access to so things like magistrates court lower level courts yeah. but the higher courts you have to be um um a barrister and you get to wear a wig yeah i was I gonna say did I you have to get, wear the wig i didn't get to wear the wig i mean you can wear i mean i i, I was a judge one afternoon very briefly um god that was funny um and you had to be qualified for a certain period of time. And in the town that I was working, everyone got flu. And the local um, uh, matrimonial court didn't have anybody to sit because everybody was sick. So I'd been out to lunch, had a few cocktails too many, and I said, yeah, I'll do it. So <laughs> I went I went to the court. I got to wear a wig and uh, robes and everything. And it was just straightforward stuff, you know, uh, people not paying their alimony or uh, child support and uh, – and I, there was this one guy who was a defendant. He was a real bastard, um, and he uh, treated his family despicably, and was way behind. So uh, I thought I'm gonna have some fun with this bastard. So I leaned forward and said, "Well, I've listened to uh, what you've said about alimony, and I have absolutely no alternative but to um, sentence you to death." <laughs> and just the look on this guy's face was just great. Apparently, I could send him to prison, but um, I didn't do that. But uh, apparently thereafter uh, – and it, but people still talk about the, the, the drunk guy that was a judge for one afternoon <laughs> and sentenced a guy to death for not paying his alimony. Just to see the look on that mother uh, Teresa's face was um, uh, just brilliant. Um, so after that, I, I got into teaching and became a professor and stumbled around the world, uh, but still doing stand-up comedy. Yeah. So I taught in uh, Turkey and Morocco in Canada and then came over here to um, uh, High State to where'd teach you, for a while. Where did you teach in uh, Morocco? At Casablanca? Or? I did not. I taught at a place called Burkhan, um, which is uh, south of what is Spanish uh, North Africa, a place called Melilla. 
which where I went to get stuff, um, contraband stuff you couldn't get. <laughs> I had a, a dealer called uh, Ahmed uh, who used to get me booze and you know luxury things. Uh, they weren't that common. But I love Morocco. And, and then I went – I had a great time in um, – in Turkey, I taught in uh, Ankara, the capital. Turkey is stunning, beautiful is place. Yeah, it's so European-like. But geographically, it's in this weird part of the world. It's kind of not really Europe. It's not really Asia. Um, but, but what I really liked about it was the, the, the way – you might think women in that area of the world were not treated as one would respect uh, – one would think respectfully but my experience was entirely different your bank manager the chairman of your university department um a politicians were were, were uh, very likely to be a woman not just a few but uh, and uh, so i think that that um that liberation movement in in turkey thank goodness um uh has has um uh, really affected that that kind of feel about women in the roles that they can perform brilliantly and they absolutely do yeah and they're hot as well <laughs> <laughs> at least your women are pretty i agree they're pretty attractive i went to uh did you get a chance to go to marrakesh when you're in morocco i did yeah it's a great city it's kind of two cities you've got the old city and the new yeah. city and, and they are chalk and cheese yeah yeah like i went to uh i didn't get to go during the day where all the shops are but i gotta go i went to this crazy nightclub it was like my uh so my buddy was getting married there and it was like this like three level uh-huh dance club and they set the bar on fire and they had these big elaborate shows like everything oh, yeah. was done it's like everything is like even like buildings everything's like done more with uh i guess with a with a purpose absolutely i think if you if you were dropped down in in ankara and apart from the uh, the script on the buildings which as you know is different you'd think you were in any european city you yeah have no idea uh, this was a long time ago when i was there but i found the uh, the south of, of turkey just stunning um, and I, I've just been writing a whole bunch of books and uh, w w one of them uh, tells a story about being drunk and disorderly in Ankara um, and actually hijacking something called a dolmos, which is a little bus and it was full of very elderly Turkish women um, and uh, it was the last bus uh, I, I used to go to this little bar and drink something called Raki which will make you blind um, <laughs> And uh, I stumbled into the last little tiny bus and unfortunately the bus driver had died for some reason. He was lying there dead and they came and took him away. And this elderly woman in her early 90s kind of shuffled up, waving the keys at me. And I thought, all righty. <laughs> so um, I headed off six or seven miles an hour with this bus full of elderly women until um, I drove into the side in the square of the Republic to this equine statue of Kamal Ataturk and, and I oh shit so I left it and this elderly woman said something in in uh, in Turkish that I kind of remembered it and uh, I, I I think it was translated when you know I, someone who spoke the language well uh, I think she said that motherfucker was really fucked up <laughs> <laughs> do they have uh is do they have like the similar like no drinking rules in turkey is no it just hard uh, to get? absolutely not um, i know in morocco it's just hard to get well you could buy it but it's just like it's not really I, I, I think it's perhaps that religious thing um when i lived in morocco i was very fortunate to have a nice beach house and there were a number of bars there i yeah i i uh, when a a very wealthy moroccan family were um on vacation they let me live in their beach house and that was they were away for about nine months a year um and, and there were bars nearby it's where 
um, I guess a lot of people who want to present themselves as being devout Muslims can kind of sneak away. Yeah. Because Islam, as you know, uh, uh, it, forbids boozing. Yeah, it's a lot more liberal for sure than uh, – it's, it's not – But it's becoming very, very much a tourist uh, attraction. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I know, um, I know UAE is dumping a lot of money into Morocco Oh, right absolutely. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, stunning people, um, uh, and uh, uh, just a beautiful part of the world. That that uh, beach I lived on was just magnificent, and one of the least polluted places on earth. It just avoided uh, all of the nastiness. Not that Ankara was vile when I was there. It, it belches this brown smoke all day long, and uh, everybody coughs. Babies cough. Birds, in flight, stop and <coughs> and then <laughs> continue. It's just. <laughs> so I've been writing a lot of books lately. Um, yeah. I just uh, shamelessly named up. Um, I think I've got six or seven out at the moment. Six or seven books in the last few weeks. Yeah, uh, one's called Recipes for Murder, which is a whodunit. Um, one is a very dull textbook. Um, one's a screenplay called Governing Principles. Um, one is called Trout Fishing with Vonnegut because uh, – <laughs> With Kurt Vonnegut? Yeah. In the last few months of his life, we corresponded, I mean, very frequently. Really? Yeah. Um, and so I kind of wrote up that correspondence. Um, I published something in the – believe it or not, the um, the New Yorker about it because it was quite funny. That's but for some reason he liked me. I don't know. I, I adored him. I'd read everything he wrote. Um, He's an interesting guy for sure. I wish I could have talked to him. Yeah, yeah. It was very precious. You know, I, I rushed to the mailbox and, oh, there's a – he wrote these little – postcards uh, in, in, in a sharpie with, he put little drawings on them and uh, for whatever reason he, I, he thought I was funny so uh, we wrote funny though, most days uh, <laughs> and I, I missed him you know I, I remember waiting for a reply to what I almost invariably re- replied by return of post and I didn't get I didn't get anything um, and uh, he'd fall and bang his head and never never came out of it and apparently I actually got the very last thing Kurt Vonnegut ever wrote which was a funny little thing he sent me. But hmm. uh, he, he, he sent me a little um, drawing. Um, he wrote something called God Bless You, Dr. Gavorkian. Um, and it was about his lying in a gurney, uh, not sure whether he's going up or down. And he was in correspondence with all, you know, uh, communication with all, all sorts of people. Um, and he, he kindly sent me, uh, he drew the front cover of that book and he sent it to me, hmm. the original, which was so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Sweet man. Uh, and and, and uh, uh, a great American writer. I heard like a lot of uh, most of Slaughterhouse Five was actually from his experiences during World War Two. Absolutely, yeah. yeah and yeah. then uh, then he added in the the alien stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in uh, he was in Dresden um, in that horrific, uh, ridiculous bombing. I mean, have you been to Dresden? Since? I have. Yeah. It's like it's it's weird because it's like the only European city I've been to that feels american yes with the european touch yeah. to it because everything's brand new absolutely and they have the shopping malls the the transit's pretty nice but yeah. you can still see i mean they have the bomb still on display that didn't yeah. go off um it was it was weird to see like it's it's uh and it's weird that even in like american education we don't really talk about it we don't talk about it because it was an obscenity i mean uh, dresden had no Strategic value. Well, it's just refugees. Um, They bombed it on a night where there was a festival going on and the streets were full of people and children in in costumes. Um, Very much as at Russian insistence, the the British Air Force and the US Air Force bombed it 
And in a single night, 130,000 people died. They killed more people in Dresden than either of the atomic bombs, I believe. It, it was just appalling. There was that guy, Mr. Yamaguchi, um, and he frequently is considered to be the most unlucky man. Um, he was actually in Hiroshima and was was injured, burnt, during the, uh, during the bombing of Hiroshima. Um, he returned to his hometown of Nagasaki <laughs> and fuck me if it didn't happen to him again um, he's the only guy apparently to have survived too really yes nuclear um, New- uh, yeah he died he died um, oh in his 90s huh. yeah and despite you know fairly horrific injuries god that's unlucky well at the same time you gotta think he's pretty lucky to survive two atomic blasts absolutely yeah I mean yeah, uh, I saw this uh, I watched this I mean just two white castles will carry off a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> I watched this uh, this Japanese uh, anime, um, and it wasn't. It's not like the dirty porno anime of Japanese, but it was about huh. it was about this uh, this kid who. It's really crazy. Like the bomb goes off, yeah, and then he's trying to get his mom out of like the rubble, and she's yeah. like, "You have to go. You have to go." And it and it I guess the guy that wrote it it was the story of his life and then yes. he animated it and it's uh it's it's really fucking crazy yeah like it's uh just the whole just that whole idea of being bombed and I, I think like here in the states we just don't we don't think about that like we especially don't. with all of our drone missiles that you don't even have to go now I mean you can just no. press a button and there you go my son uh, Jack went to um, uh, Dachau. Yeah, and he said that was the most profoundly moving experience, and 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 the whatever one's knowledge of of Holocaust and and just man's great inhumanities to to other people that that Dachau really just hammered it home. And Dachau, what's what's that? Well, Dachau was it was was a concentration camp. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, and um, it um, uh, has been uh, spectacularly. I mean, it 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 doesn't. Um, hold any punches back. I mean, it really presents it as it was. Yeah, I almost went to Auschwitz, and then huh. uh, instead we went to Dresden. Yeah. We were going to go. Well, originally we went to we went to Prague, and then we were going to go. We were trying to figure out where else we wanted to go when we were in Europe. Yeah, and we were going to go to we were going to try and go to Russia. Yeah. Then we read like how you have to bribe your way in and bribe. Oh your way yeah, out. I mean in the old days, I mean just traveling around Europe, it was it was um, uh, you needed visas and you had to go through. Yeah. Now you can drive around Europe with that. EU passport and uh, but I guess even still in Russia, like you're supposed to just be able to go in and out of the yeah. country. But but it, it, that's if you're an American, you're most likely gonna they're gonna from my from what we read on the internet, they're gonna charge you like five hundred bucks. Um, well, I'm not. I don't know. I've I've been to Russia several times, but not recently. Um, okay. But there was that the CIA messed up, didn't they? This week, uh, did you read that story about they're trying to recruit um, what was actually a Russian agent to you know to try and turn. Him or her, and uh, so there's a little bit of uh, animosity going on between East and West at the moment. There's, uh, you know, I'm not surprised. I, I read this book, uh, Confessions of an Economic Hitman, by John Perkins, hmm. and he was an economic hitman. He worked, and he would basically go to leaders of countries and say, "Look, our our company wants to come in here, and yeah. we want to privatize your water system, and we're going to give you this and that, and we're going to give you money for it," and uh, like he went to Panama and he went to like he went to a lot of Central American countries, but he also went to Egypt. But he said now that I guess a lot of the whole the whole some some people think that 
the whole Syria thing and why we're not really doing anything with Syria is because we want it to affect Russia. And it's like a secret. Huh. We'll never know that. We'll we, never, we don't know. Yeah. We'll it, never be behind those closed doors. No. Yeah. And it's – I mean yeah. it's it's just kind of interesting that it's like we – like the Cold War never really Oh, absolutely. Ended. Well, I still believe yeah. that Jack D. Ripper was right that fluoridation was the most monstrous commie plot. Um, don't know if you remember that in Kubrick's um, Dr. Strangelove when uh, General Ripper was uh, – mad as a snake was trying to claim that fluoridation was yeah. draining him of his precious bodily fluids. I mean, that's something that, that French women do for me, but um, <laughs> not that they're precious. They can have them for nothing. But um, well, I, th- I think it's interesting. The EU outlaws fluoride in the water and we still have it. We still have it. Yeah. Absolutely, and, and it's still like you can get fluorosis in your teeth, but yet it's supposed to be good for your teeth. Well, it, uh, I mean, stuff. I don't think we have fluoride in England because I think there's only one person that has teeth. Um, <laughs> we have free dental in the UK. Uh, without socialized medicine, nobody has any damn teeth. <laughs> we don't. They get pretty pissed if you talk about I know, it. No, they don't really. Yeah, I was there a couple of weeks ago, and everyone was talking about it. And people were pleased to show you their gums. And, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, it's like, I don't know why people keep saying we have bad teeth. And then show you something that looks yeah. like Dresden, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went to England. Uh, well, my grandma's British. And okay. She's, she's originally from Surrey, but I went to England when I was, uh, I was like 18. Uh-huh. And I hung out in Crawley. Oh, Lord. And... Uh, yeah, I hung out in Crawley and South. And the Not farthest... Slough, did you? Where uh, they, that's where where the original office was set. The Ricky Gervais office was really set in Slough. That looks like slough when you read it, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Crawley is not a – there's an old Crawley, which is okay. Um, I taught there a little bit. Uh, that's where a good friend of mine, uh, an athlete called Daly Thompson, came from Crawley. Yeah. Uh, and he was a world decathlon champion. Huh. Huh. Yeah, I, I did watch their football their football team. Huh. And uh, my uncle my uncle Ray is like a grandpa to me. He was a big fan of that. And I uh, – we went to London a couple times. That was – it's totally different. Yeah. Then we went to a lot of the little coastal – where they have piers and they have the little casino things on the yeah, piers. We like call those washrooms. Um, yeah, the slot oh, machines. Piers. I think yeah, you yeah. said piers. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, oh, yeah, that's very common. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like it get, we went to uh, like Brighton. I hung out in Brighton a little bit. Then uh, one of those one of those Brighton piers got severely damaged. Um, really. And Brighton's a great place. I lived there for a while. It's London by the sea. Yeah. Uh, one of the worst beaches in the world. Uh, they have a nude beach there in Brighton. Well, I know that most of them, like, like most of the beaches I went to, like, women would be topless, which huh. is new for me. And it was... No, they like, weren't topless. They, they were just forgetful. <laughs> <laughs> I remember... It takes attention away from the teeth, you know. <laughs> hey, look at my tits. I ain't got any teeth. <laughs> well, I just want to say, I never, like, saw any tits I really wanted to see. That's for sure. It was always, like, older women. And I'm oh, like, yeah. Uh, there we are. Well, as Ron White says, if you've seen one pair of tits, you want to see them all. Um, so what made you want to stay in the U.S. instead of uh, going back to the U.K.? Well, uh, the plaintiff, um, the last of a number of wives, actually came from Westerville. Okay. Um, and so we came over here. Uh, I was actually going to teach in uh, Philadelphia at St. Joe's, um, but uh, she didn't want to go. So I've, you know, I got to be here with the kids. So I... Um, I uh, didn't go to Philadelphia and, and ended up getting a job at uh, Columbus State. And then uh, I teach a bit at Otterbein now, which I love. Is Otterbein like a good – it's a pretty – well, it's a, a private school, so it's a it, nice It's school. a private – it's expensive. Yeah. Um, 
my my young uh, my middle daughter uh, Alex uh, Liz, and Ying Ying, my my mi- middle daughter Liddy goes there and uh, I love it I, I I just like everything about it I like the 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 uh, the collegial atmosphere great um, um, uh, peers uh, and I think students are treated very decently there that's good uh, and just the nicest kids yeah. Um, I mean, you occasionally have a moistener across the road in JVs, uh, but I think you'll notice how terribly polite and just plain yeah. nice those kids are. Well, I think that's why. I mean, that's. I mean, that's a big reason I think why we we've been able to like become friends is because we met at J- we met across the we street. We did having just a, having beers and a being moistener, silly, being silly. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, and there's it's like Jared and I always talk about like it's it's like a sense of. It's the only place that I've been to as an adult where there's like a real sense of community. In I think that's important. Is it, it, you know, it, it, one yeah. gets a sense of ownership as, as yeah. my local, my pub. And that's, yeah. that's something that is very common in England. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it has but a, not that common here. No. You, know, you walk into a pub in England, at least ones I used to go to, and they'd pull your mug down. It would be hanging and there would be your beer before you even got to the bar. Yeah. Um, and, and I just I, I meet a whole bunch of old gentlemen over there, the curmudgeons <laughs> trying to put the world right. We um, uh, we have good times. And it's fun. Oh, yeah, it's fun. It's, it's fun. It's fun. It's harmless uh, sexual banter. Pretty much <laughs> what it is. You know, it's uh, it's it's been like like this whole like this whole podcast thing for me. Like in like meeting, I've met so many cool people on the internet and like formed like and we formed like a nice community. Yeah. And it's like, but like there, it's like there really is, like you don't have to go far. And you don't. Like yeah, you I mean, I can stumble home. I, I live very near uh, there and here. Yeah. Um, and I just think that, you know, one makes very good friendships and, and, and you can, you know, exchange expertise sometimes. You can exchange, uh, you know, someone will do your plumbing. You'll, you'll um, I don't know, look over their kid's essay or something. Uh, someone. <laughs> That's yeah. a pretty good deal. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. No, not some of these essays. Um, but, 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 you know, I wouldn't write the damn thing, but I just make some suggestions, you know. For sure. Like spelling and grammar and syntax and those kind of things. Let me check on my ride real quick. I want to make sure he's not. Absolutely. You have to check on your ride. Yeah, he said like 415. Let's say 420. Already? Yeah, well, that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. 420 for all, the, all you weed smokers out there. Huh. <laughs> Um. Anyways, back to back to con- conversing. Where were we? I don't know. We were we talking were... about community. We were talking about what brought you to the states. Oh, yeah. We talked about Kurt Vonnegut. You've been yeah. writing books. I have. Yeah. Um, uh, what else did I write? Uh, five naughty cocktails that made me misbehave. Uh, it's five stories about what actually happened on being absolutely trashed. <laughs> um, the one was hijacking that bus full of elderly. Yeah. Women from Ankara. Um, did you like? Did you ever get in legal country, in a, legal trouble in another country? No, absolutely not. No, um, uh, mainly because I had a diplomatic passport for a number of years, which um, <laughs> is another story which I apparently still, under the Official Secrets Act, not supposed to disclose. <laughs> and it may have been the reason why I was actually in these countries in the first place. But, um, and then uh, what else happened? Oh, I, uh, we tried to bury a chicken at sea once. Um, I kept chickens <laughs> in this dear old thing. Attila the hen, she was called Massive Bird, passed away. We thought, let's bury her at sea. And we drifted uh, from Morocco into um, uh, Algerian waters and were picked up by an Algerian gunboat, um, which was funny. I was extradited from Albania. I stumbled in there one night following some goat noises and... Uh, 
woke up in a ditch and was uh, extradited. Um, so this is five, the five worst things that happened to me when I was awash with the vine, the hop, and the grape. Um, where can where can people buy your books at? They're on uh, apparently on Amazon. Just uh, Amazon.uk or on Amazon? Am- UK? Amazon everywhere cool. apparently. Yeah. Cool. Very reasonably priced. There's a whole bunch of them. I churn them out all the time. I'll put uh, I'll, I'll tweet out some links. Well, for you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. I'll try to get fun. you. Try to get you paid. Keith, well, no, I don't need paying. I'd like to sell one of the fuckers though. That would be <laughs> I'm gonna do a few book signings. I'll do some book signings, but uh, yeah, there we are. <laughs> that's right. awesome. I'll that's awesome. Right. No one ever. I don't, I don't want any money from them. They were just fun. <laughs> so uh, you're you're um. Stand up. So you're still doing stand up here and there. I'm, well, I've kind of retired. I kind did, of retired. I did the last gig uh, supposedly um, oh, a year ago at the Funny Bone. I headlined. A, they still want you to go back there. I, I do get. Uh, I've still got chums there, and I, I yeah. do host the odd thing. You know, a little some kind of thing that's going on, a charity thing or something. Or yeah. uh, I, I like roasts. I love roasting people. That's uh, that's good. You can be you're pretty good at it. You're, you're pretty good uh, insult. Comic, well, the I thing is say. not to mention the person at all. Yeah. Um, we roasted uh, dear old Dino Tripodis, poor old thing. Uh, and uh, I, um, I, I pretended I was confused, and we were giving a clock to a woman who'd retired from 40 years in accounts receivable and didn't say a damn word about Dino. He said, what is this guy on about? Because that's the best roast you can do, not possibly even recognize who it is that's being roasted. It's the biggest I know, insult. I know. I thought it was brilliant. Uh, Dean's a good friend of mine. I play poker with the old uh, Greek bastard every uh, Monday. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Um, I'll tell you what. We still got we still got twenty minutes. Let's talk it out. Oh Lord. Let's keep let's keep this going. We can do whatever you want. <laughs> Unless we want to call it quits now, we can. Um, I don't mind, it's fun. It's yeah. Fun. Yeah. Uh, the sad thing about all of this shit is that it's all true. You know, I mean that's 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 what's so lamentable about it. Apart from the large woman at the gas station, I did make that up. And, yeah, uh, I figured you did. You don't yeah. you're not That's not a bad gag. Yeah. No, it's a good it's a good gag. Mm-hmm. I don't I, you're not very rude, though. I mean, you do say funny things. Like, I called you today, and I think we've—I think I totally forgot about it. But when I first got your number, huh. you were like, "Yeah, I'll put you in my phone." Is this name? Then I call you, and you're like, "Oh, hello, Rash Boy." Well, <laughs> was like, see that—that's something uh, to 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 both people that may be listening to this. Um, it's it's a cool thing to do if you happen to be in a bar anywhere and there's somebody you know yeah. in a very loud voice. You say, "Yo, how's the rash?" Um, and I've done it for years. Um, You've done it to me a couple. Of times. Some people will look. Some people will look astonished. Some people will say, "Oh, thanks for the ointment," or. Um, uh, oh, it was you that gave it to me. So uh, it's it's cool to, to I don't know it's silly, but um, it it's fun. How's the rash? So uh, I got I know something we talk about. What kind of advice do you have? There's a lot of people who uh, who listen who are open micers. Yeah. Um, one good friend of mine. So he's he's going to start featuring here. Oh, good for hosting. him. Yeah. He's yeah. Uh, he's uh, he's in Toledo, but. Huh. Um, what what kind of advice do you have for people that are coming up and and doing comedy? I, I'm not sure whether it's any good advice, uh, advice but um, I never thought I was very funny, and it was always amazing that I would get some pretty good gigs and some pretty good, uh, uh, you know, um, I got some good money. I mean, I made a lot of money when I was on the road with Mr. White. Um, 
And so it, it would be very hard to uh, give it away. Ron has great advice. Uh, he said the first thing you need is, is a little notebook and a pencil. Yeah. Um, because late at night when uh, the world may be a little hazy perhaps, they're waiting for the pizza to be delivered, people say the funniest shit. And, and the next market, oh, fuck, that was so funny. What the hell did I talk about? <laughs> yeah. And so that, that's the first thing. I think the second thing, having seen hundreds and hundreds of, of comics and open micers, is – just slow down. I mean, absolutely slow down. Um, because what you see is people who've got great material. Yeah. But they just gabble, gabble, gabble it. They don't give the audience a chance to ca- catch up. Yeah. And I think, uh, and I think Foxworthy said this uh, once. Um, he said, if you think you're going too slow, go a little slower. Um, and I think the great, the great comics have that. Uh, and that's what I like about Ron's act. And he's so easy to write for. Yeah. Because he is a great storyteller, um, yeah. and every every movement of that cigar, every swig of scotch looks like it's um, not the least contrived, but it really is choreographed. And yes, it is real scotch. Um, no, I, I figured it was real scotch based on. I have him, uh, been on a number of occasions um, uh, in in situations where I remember getting off the tour bus somewhere, and the only way we could get into the hotel was to be wheeled in on luggage carts, just lying there giggling. Um, so that is real scotch. Um, <laughs> I mean, we're very lucky. Uh, I mean, we have the funny bone. Uh, Dave Stroop's a good chum of mine. Um, and uh, I think one of the great rooms in, in the United States is, um, Columbus, funny is Columbus Funny Bone. I've heard a lot of comics talk about All that. the acts like it. And I think it's something to do with um, – the way people are stacked in there? The, not that. The, the, the way that, 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 you know, people just, just kind of follow the rules um, that, you know, you don't chat. You don't interfere. If you want to heckle, you better be good because we will kill you. <laughs> yeah. I've seen us do it. Um, and uh, that's a good place to go. If anyone uh, happens to be listening to this, uh, either of you around here, um, you might get in touch with Rick Tempesta at the Funny Bone, and he runs that uh, open mic uh, night. And there's a competition, and people that are successful get gigs. Uh, I mean, so many acts have started in um, in Columbus, and a lot of good acts come from that Funny Bone. I mean, everyone likes to be there. I mean, Chappelle was there all the yeah. Like always. Bob and, Saget and was just in town. Saget, Larry um, the Cable Guy, um, John Rathbone. No, uh, I meant to mention – Witherspoon. Not Rathbone. I meant to mention people that were funny. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean every act's been through there um, and um, uh, um, Atosh uh, went through there. Um, a very a sweet guy, really funny. Daniel um, Tosh. Yeah. 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 Uh, we, what did you think about uh, all we, that bullshit with uh, when he destroyed that lady for heckling and then people know. made him a pawn? Did you hear about that? I didn't hear about that. Okay. Well, so he's like, name a topic for me to say a joke. He's trying to do okay. some ad libbing. I don't know this. So, and yeah. somebody said rape. And then he starts saying all the things that aren't funny about rape. Yeah. And then this lady says, actually, nothing about rape is funny. And then Daniel Tosh said, well, wouldn't it be funny if five guys raped you? Uh, which, which is, you know, I mean, we like edgy, but, but, but that just isn't very funny. Yeah. You know, but I mean, uh, she was like, the whole thing was, is like, she went, she wrote mm. this blog about it. But at the same time, I think that you shouldn't 
like you shouldn't heckle a comic. Like you don't go to a comic. Well, you know, we don't mind. Uh, it's all right. You know, we've we 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 might be good at it, and and you can let it go if it's funny. But you might want to. Yeah. Want to stop it? I mean, uh, it's a lot different than Michael Richards. And what oh Michael well, Richards yeah. Did. I mean, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know all about that, but but uh, it seems to me that 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 uh, it was entirely inappropriate, really. But yeah. I mean, I can get people to. Sh- I mean, you can do it very nicely, and and if if they're slightly awash with booze, they don't know. I I can't remember where I was, but there was a a, a lady, well, more of a woman, um, who um, was drunker than a skunk, uh, and uh, you know, I just wanted to to get a quiet i said now madam i suspect you've had so many men you have a vagina <laughs> like a clown's pocket um she didn't shut up and then i hit her with and i i'm gonna stay with this i hit her probably 20 punchlines she had no idea she was laughing at them she had no idea that they were directed to uh Towards her, yeah. I mean, you can run with it, but if you want to, if you want, if it's interfering, if yeah. people around you are getting, I don't care, we don't care, but if audience are getting annoyed, shut up, shut the fuck up. Um, um, you know. It, it, yeah. I've, I mean, I don't encourage it. I think I've always been really lucky that for whatever reason, yeah. I've not been heckled. I mean, sometimes I, I wish, I, I, I wish I would. Somebody once shouted out, um, what was it? You bold-headed bastard! When I had a uh, 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 a um, you know, shaved my head for some reason, I and I think I said, "Now, sir, the only reason I have a bold head is that every time I fucked your wife, she kept a tuft as a souvenir." Um, <laughs> I thought, "God, that was clever." That's about the best thing off the top of my head I'd ever seen. And people go, "What?" <laughs> they didn't know what a tuft was. I know tuft. Yeah. <laughs> I should have used uh, – see, that language thing is different. There's yeah. certain words that, 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 that um, have, have – um, that I would use every day that people go, what? And, and th- there, is a, there is a difference the American now. English versus British English. Yeah. I mean it's not – I mean fanny, for example. Fanny, fanny is, pack. Is, well, fanny is bottom. And it's, then there's – It's vagina. vagina. Yeah. That's what's funny about people wearing a fanny pack in yes. England. Yes. Um, the gunt is a new word, G-U-N-T. <laughs> Um, heard it in England a couple of weeks ago all the time. Uh, and it's not a pleasant word, but now it doesn't have it's, – it's for um, ladies of the fuller figure <laughs> whose gut tends to hang over a little bit. And, and, you know, during some of these football games we were watching and filming, uh, the coaches were shouting out, calling players this. And so now it's become – I mean, I, I don't say it's not offensive. I mean, it can be offensive, but um, God, it was funny. A whole bunch of things that um, a new expression uh, that I heard was a feeding the pony is a new expression. And apparently it involves um, a young man uh, putting his hand <laughs> in a certain area um, or snapping the banjo. That's snapping a new expression. Yeah, it's something that, that happens when a part of the gentleman's uh, piece the bit between the uh, <laughs> the legs the shaft and the glands uh gets um in some way uh, severed snapping the banjo and i heard it all the time it's uh, it's very very common i know bollocks is really offensive but no not well really, to no. my to my a uh, bollocks yeah testicles balls my, yeah my grandma my grandma's pretty funny in the her huh. she was still at work her sister and brother-in-law were going to tell my, my uncle and aunt, and uh, 
She had them say over the loudspeaker, Mr. and Mrs. Bullocks, would you report oh, no, it, to... No, it's uh, Bullocks, yeah. Or, yeah, Bullocks. Yeah, as would opposed you, to Bullocks, which yeah. are young, young cows, yeah. It's not the least of it. A load of Bullocks would be nonsense. It's foolish. Yeah. Um, well, they were, they were kind of offended that they said that See, you're going to hear, uh, and I, I, I just remember this uh, from, from a couple of weeks ago, that the, the, the words you're going to hear every day over and over again, uh, uh, and particular words that, that quite rightly, I think, are offensive to women, you hear all the time. I mean... Over and over and over they again. Say, they say cunt a lot over there. They and, do. And fuck. Yes. My cousin and his friends would and say it's, fuck But it's not – I mean, it's It's harsh. not as offensive though. <laughs> it's, it's a term of endearment, oddly. Oh, my dear old cunt, how lovely to see you. <laughs> yeah. But it's most often used um, reflexively when you do something silly. Oh, I made a complete cunt of myself. <laughs> yeah. um, and it doesn't have that harshness. I'm not no. saying I approve of it. Uh, I've very rarely used it on stage, um, only once in the United States, and it was a drunk woman, and she was just <laughs> ruining the whole damn show. And I said, now, madam, I'd like you to settle down. I would hate to call you something that rhymed with cunt. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> Did she calm down? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't approve of it, and I, if it, I mean, if anything's offensive, you can, you know, like like Auschwitz stuff and, and 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 Tosh and that stuff about rape. I mean, that's not that's not funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. I did once hear a comic who was actually a Jewish comic tell a great Auschwitz joke. If there <laughs> are any uh, any any jokes, and he said, "Oh yes, I lost her. My grandfather died in Auschwitz. He he fell out of a tower." Um, <laughs> <laughs> You don't expect <laughs> no. his grandfather to be a Nazi guard, um, but uh, you know they're, they're, they're those things. You know, I, th- I think you were talking about you know um, um, comics and starting. I think if you can start out and be funny, absolutely squeaky clean, yeah, then. If you need to be dirty, you can. But if you start off dirty, it's very hard to you know to, to go, go the other way. I think Jeff Foxworthy is a great example of of being a squeaky. Uh, clean comic uh, and a sweet man. I worked with him up in Canada, you know, when he was just starting out years and years ago. Um, and um, he is the best-selling comedian of all time. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many, 20 million or so, maybe more. He, he knew how to market to his Oh, people. a great marketer, yeah. Like it's yeah. like he knew – it's like if you get – it's like if you can fall into that same group of people that go to NASCAR events. Yeah. Yeah, like, like, and I'm not trying to sound crazy, like, because NASCAR is also like the most, like, the oh, highest absolutely, yeah. sport. Yeah, yeah. And uh, man, I remember, I can't, countless things I bought from my grandpa, who's from Kentucky, yeah. introduced me to Jeff Fox for the, like, yeah. just listening. Um, but we, we had like redneck calculators. Yeah. We had like we bought all this stuff that all started. He's from. just yeah. He's very good at performing. He's yeah. a great uh, teller. I'm not sure if I like the smarter than a redneck thing or you may be a redneck if but yeah. you know but i mean it's it's uh it, it's uh it's it's pretty funny um there was an old friend of mine um who was a golf pro out in atlanta um and um i played uh with stuart sink who won the uh the u.s open uh, the british open um he lives lives near there um and this this friend of mine jason was was stuart sink's swing coach for a while but he also was a country rocker. Uh, excuse me, a country rapper. A country rapper. And he, his name is um, um, Clint Ford. Clint. Okay. Uh, yeah. And yeah. he's doing 
brilliantly well. And, yeah. and he was touring a little bit with Larry and, and, and you know, we or, or Dean Whitney, Larry the Cable Um And he suddenly had this new career as, as a cunt. But he was very connected maybe to uh, NASCAR because we had a chum uh, called Ricky um, – um, uh, Randy, excuse me, Randy. Randy Barnard, who was who was president of the Professional Bull Riders Association, and then is a NASCAR uh, ch- uh, chief now, and and he came to some shows I did, and and I and so this this guy came as well, and he, he had no idea that he had this uh, country rap band, and they're doing remarkably well. We wrote uh, with with Randy, we we wrote a um, um a country rap, um and. I just had like three million hits or something on YouTube. Uh, I don't know where I really. I know nothing <laughs> about that. I don't. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just that fam. You know, it's just that that those connections and and you know, um, uh, all of a sudden somebody is interested in something you're doing and and yeah. then uh, and then a connection is made. I mean, uh, you know, name dropping's great, but you know, I'm sitting here talking to you. So how good could it be? <laughs> how good could it be? <laughs> Thanks, Keith. I appreciate that. No, I appreciate all your time today. It's uh, been fun, man. Want to have you on again. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely want to have you on again. Hopefully I can get my brother in here with There's me. There's a, yeah. a lot of stories. Yeah. stories. Yeah. Um, so Keith is not on Twitter, so you're not going to be able to follow him on Twitter. No, I'm not with uh, yeah. do you have uh, Do you have a Facebook that people no. can just like? No. No. So if you want, if you want to, if you want to contact Keith, uh, yeah, I'm on Facebook. I think. Yeah, they could friend you, Keith Collins. Yeah, yeah, they could friend. There's you. some cause. Most of my chums are professional comedians, uh, and so I really get from England. I just get the funniest posts, um, and um, I've got I don't know thirteen hundred people I don't know as friends. I don't know, <laughs> but it's it's great. I mean, it's a great way of uh, you know people. Uh, you get uh, we thought you were dead, <laughs> or do you remember the time you and no? Um, but I, 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 you know, social media things like Facebook are great. It's yeah, Twitter, yeah. Twitter and Facebook. I mean, yeah. really, it's you know, it's weird. It's really like kind of the, the future to form a community. Absolutely, and it's like, and that's that's the that's the powerful thing behind it. I mean, because there's not there's not a JVs in every exactly that. Like this is this is a cool yeah. Westerville is a cool area. Like there's just like the uptown's really nice. Yeah. Everything like I and it's um but anyways buy his books go to amazon.com look for his books I'm going to tweet out or I'm going to send out a link yeah. and I'll have a link attached right. to this recording some of it's funny stuff yeah I mean um, just just support I think what, what we're just talking about that one of, one of the great things about about the social media is I mean you've got you've got people who are bedridden you've got old people at home mm-hmm. um, you've got mothers with little kids you've got people who are sick yeah. Uh, and that opens up for so many people just a, just a great world. And, and, and just, you know, just to get in contact with people that, you know, I was at school with like 50 years ago. Yeah. Uh, and to see how fucking well those <laughs> bastards are doing. Yeah. <laughs> I got I just actually got a invite for my 10-year uh, high school reunion. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So that's... Uh, yeah. See, my high school was established in England, or the equivalent, in 1551. Whoa. So it's been around for 460 years. It's older so than this years. country. It's older than this country. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It was, uh, it was like 100, 100 years, almost, uh, no, less than 100 years after uh, Columbus came to one uh, of the new West apparently, Indies. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently. He was just out looking for a curry and... Uh, <laughs> He really was, though. He probably was. Yeah. Oh, shit. He smoked a whole bunch of pots. Well, I'm going to fucking carry this time. And I and, uh, ended up in the new world. The new world. Looking for a route to India. 
Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> fucking history rewritten. Fucking Spanish. There you go. Anyways, Keith, thank you so right, much. It's been a pleasure, man. Thanks. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, I'm at True Sample. Follow my brother at Clever West. Follow our podcast Twitter account at The Sample Hour. Follow at Ray Taylor. We are a member of the Inspired Disorder Collective. Go to www.inspireddisordercollective.com and check out all the other great podcasts. Also follow at IDC Updates. Thank you guys so much and Such make fun. it a great day. And be safe out there. Absolutely. Absolutely.